where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line because we are blowing out the Blues today. Blues versus Blackhawks pregame coming up at 4.30. Fuck drop at 5.30. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by Lou Korak. He's the Blues beat writer for NHL.com. Lou, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing, my friend? Good, Brandon. Uh, you kind of threw me back there a little bit. I like that, though. Superstar defenseman. I love it. You got to respect it, right, Lou? <laughs> I, hey, I think it fits the motto, Riv. Uh, you got something going here, man. I, man, I'm, I'm impressed. That, I, I wasn't expecting to hear it, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> All right, sweet Lou. It's been a while, buddy. What uh, as we uh, As we dive into the Blues first exhibition game I, first I want to touch on the games last night I'm sure you took in at least one of those games to see what it was going to look like and you know the one thing we talked to Chris Kerber earlier today we talked to Carlo Koliakovo we're hockey heavy today and I just brought up the fact that I thought the players got to that game intensity really quickly specifically because there was no fans out there but I thought that they the hitting was there. The intensity was there. You know, did you watch it? And if so, what were your initial thoughts on what you were seeing? Riv, I'll be honest with you. When I and, and I did, I took in all three games. I mean, how can you not? We haven't watched hockey in what four and a half months. I mean, you know, I don't think I've ever seen so many people crave exhibition hockey in, in my lifetime, and it's it's amazing. But I mean, it, it's it's just where we're at right now. But I'll be honest with you. When I was watching that. Pittsburgh Philadelphia game it almost seemed like they kind of waded into it a little bit at, at the outset and as that game went along then it started to pick up but then when I'm watching I'm watching the Battle of Alberta oh boy and that was great wasn't it I mean they they didn't miss a beat I mean it, it was almost like they wanted to go at it right from the get-go and we know our our boy Matthew Kachuk right up there at the at the top of the uh, the hit list for Edmonton and vice versa with Zach Cassie and how Calgary feels. And the only thing I'm disappointed is in is, is I want to hear this chirping. I want to hear what's going on out there. I mean, I'm a little jealous of everybody that's uh, in the rinks because they get to hear all this stuff, and they were actually amazed by it. But I thought that game really brought out the intensity. And for an exhibition game, you just don't hear that very often. But uh, – 
you know, I thought the, you know, the games were pretty good and, you know, low scoring games. I know the Edmonton game got away there a little bit from Calgary at the end, but uh, you know, that's, that's kind of to be expected. I mean, execution's not going to be the greatest after not playing for four and a half months. And I think maybe that's kind of what coaches are going to be looking for here. Not necessarily the score, but just to see how their teams execute in this game, because it's really going to be their only tune up game that they're going to get. Uh, maybe that is the answer to this question, Lou, but what, what are you most anticipating? What are you most looking forward to seeing from the blues tonight against the Blackhawks? Just to see if they bring their uh, game that, and, and the things that they were able to do in camp, in training camp, and I thought their pace and intensity was very high throughout. And I was a little, to be honest with you, I didn't expect to see that every day. I thought maybe that Craig Berube would kind of uh, loosen the chains on these guys a little bit, but I don't know if it was by design or not, guys, but I'm telling you what, these guys were revved up and ready to go each and every single day. I mean, and that's what Craig Berube, and we talked to him yesterday, he really said he's not sure what to expect, to be honest with you. And uh, But he'd like to see them play within a structure, you know, play the right way. And we know what the right way is with them, uh, big, heavy, physical. And that that might be tough at the outset here, just because this is going to be these guys' first game in four and a half months. And usually what you start to see right from the get-go when these guys get into, like, some of these preseason games or even – the first few regular season games after being off for so long, you hear pond hockey quite a bit. And uh, I'm not saying necessarily that that's what you're going to get, but after being off for so long, um, it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be able to translate that pay, that high pace that they had throughout camp and, and that intensity level that they're going to have to have right, right from the get go. And that's probably going to be their biggest challenge. Yeah. Lou. So as we look at, you know, how coach Berube has to get this team ready and, and manage to, well, let's be honest, squeeze five pounds of you-know-what in a three-pound bag very quickly here. <laughs> you know, we see some of the line combinations. We know they're allowed to dress one extra player up front and one extra player on the on the defensive side. There's a lot of touches that have to be, I guess, gotten to by these players. But specifically, I know you talked to Coach Berube yesterday about Vince Dunn. And, you know, I'm just wondering – you know, and the listeners probably wondering when will we see Vince Dunn, and how urgent does Craig Ruby think it is that he gets some game reps? Well, that's an interesting question, there, Riven. I mean, he before they got to the bubble there in Edmonton, uh, he hadn't skated since July 14th, and I know it had probably had to be frustrating for him. Uh, you know, for somebody that's ready, willing, and able to be able to skate and not be able to do it. I mean, missing missing virtually all of training camp uh, has set him back. Uh, let's be quite honest here. These guys got their reps in. Uh, the other defensemen are, have probably, you know, I'm not saying they passed, passed him on the depth chart by any, by any stretch, but they got that extra work in necessary guy like Nico Mikola, who's probably going to be your seventh defenseman tonight. And rightfully so. I thought he had a very good training camp and, you know, you've had Justin Falk playing on that left side and skating with Robert Bortuzzo. So these guys are getting their reps together. And, you know, I asked Craig Berube a couple of days ago, uh, when does he anticipate having Vince Dunn ready and available? And he wasn't quite sure yet. And uh, he was hopeful uh, to have him go with the main group. I don't know if they skated today earlier. They're, they were talking about skating today. But, um, you know, he's just not sure right now. So uh, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to – miss the game tonight but boy you'd like to have him get in as many reps here as he can before they play on Sunday because 
let's face it, he's an important uh, part of that blue line. He does some good things for that hockey team and uh, some things that he does that, quite frankly, other guys aren't able to do. So the quicker they can get him going, the better this team is going to be. But I just think this shows, you know, the depth that this hockey team has where you can, you know, miss a guy like that and be able to plug in somebody that's uh, ready, willing, and able and, and just as capable of getting a job done. Last question that I have for Luke Korak of NHL.com on 101 ESPN is about the fourth line. And it's really the only question that they have about their lines right now, Lou. Between McKecker and Barbashev and Steen, it feels like it's three spots for two guys. What do you expect to be the situation there? We know Barbashev is eventually going to have to go back home to be with his wife whenever uh, she births her child, but Steen has this injury situation, and McEachern's there to be able to seize on the opportunity. How do you expect this to play out? How do you expect Barubi to handle this both tonight and moving forward into these first three round-robin games? Well, in a perfect world, you've got Steen, Sunquist, and Barbashev playing. I mean, you know, look at it. Look at last year in the playoffs, guys. I mean, he's starting that line at the beginning of games. And look at some of the big goals that they were able to score to kind of set the tone for those hockey games. And uh, if if my recollection is correct, I don't think they lost any of those games. I mean, they scored some big goals. But that's, that's where this depth comes in. And, you know, Craig Berube, we, we touched on that with him during training camp. And uh, as much as he'd like to have uh, Barbashev there, you know, full time, he understands that that's not going to be possible. And uh, in his words, I have to get these guys ready to play hockey games. And by that, that's that's where a McKenzie McEachern steps in and gets that first crack here to uh, be able to play on that line and a line that sets the tempo for this hockey team in a lot of situations. Now, Steen was able to come back and skate, which is good. You know, with the way uh, everything is tight-lipped right now, we really don't know what what he was dealing with there, but it didn't look like, you know, from the last time that we saw them skate that there were really any restrictions on him. He was able to get on the ice and he looked fluid. So uh, if he doesn't play tonight, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world either. I mean, for a 35-year-old guy that's been through the wars and been there and done that, so – you want to have him ready for the games that matter and obviously the games that matter. And as, as much as some people may not think they matter, uh, it, these guys are going to take those round Robin games seriously because, you know, you want to have every advantage that you can get and trying to get the number one seed is going to be important for these guys. So you want to have him ready for that, but that depth is going to be there. A Troy Brower, you can't discount him. So, They've got a they've got a revolving door there, but they feel like they have players that are capable of jumping in and slotting in and doing the things necessary that that line is going to have to give them. The questions are finally about to have some answers, and Luke Korak is going to be writing about it all on NHL.com, where he's the Blues beat writer. You can always follow him on Twitter, at LKorak10. Lou, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Enjoy the game tonight. You got it, boys, anytime, and have a good one. Absolutely. That's Lou Korak joining us here on 101 ESPN. Sweet Lou, baby.